It's glorious. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. Look, I still have my mask on. Yes, you do. You are uh, COVID-19 safe there, Mick. I, I am, but but you brought up a point earlier is that we are inside of the house. So yes. Uh, yes. I can I can probably pull this down to here. <laughs> on the way home today, uh, there was a cop car pulled off on the side of the road with the lights on and in front of that cop car was a car broken down with a gentleman part up parked up next to it helping said lady with the car but more interesting was the two horses with the people uh, riding them behind said cars with the police officer talking to them alongside the road with said broken down cars i'd like to know the situation but i think it's more entertaining not knowing and driving past and questioning well, um, you, you do realize that uh, within a couple of months of, of this, uh, we'll all be riding horses. Yes, yes. So absolutely. Uh, what you were looking at was really a slice of the future. Ah, okay. Fair enough. That was the future. That was the future calling. Um, it, it, it just was. <laughs> what do you think of the uh, the background for this episode? I think this is cool. Wait, make us go away so I can see it for a sec. Okay, I'll make you can't you can't do that. You can't do. Oh, it's Marty! <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Grandpa! I, I love that cartoon, man. That that cartoon does. You, you know, it's funny. In the '60s, mm-hmm. we had some of these whacked out cartoons uh, that. Uh, I'm 100% sure we're acid-inspired. Do you know what the base uh, character types were uh, that these people were based after? No. Uh, Doc Brown and uh, Back to the Future. Doc Brown? Oh, really? Yes. If oh, you, th- if you think that. about it, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's Marty oh, McFly yeah. and Doc Brown. Yeah. If he had a yeah, drinking problem yeah, no, no, and Marty it, was super like – uh, yeah, yeah, and you and a gambling gambling problem and got high a lot and <laughs> stuff like that. Well, the, the thing is, is you know, cartoons these days have yes. gone the insane way of cartoons, certain cartoons in the early '60s. Okay, explain. because uh, if you, sometime you should see a, a cartoon called Cecil and Beanie, uh, or Felix the Cat, ah, Felix or the just cat. in. <laughs> Or, or or any episode of um, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, I love that uh, show because because hey, no, no, Ali, no, no, Noli, no, Ali. No, anyway, hi. Um, yeah, those uh, th- those were acid based. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent sure. And, and then cartoons went you know really straight and normal for the longest time, and then all of a sudden, you know. Like you started to get in the mid nineties, you started to get Rocco's modern life and you started to get, um, uh, what's the Ren and Stimpy. Ah, yes. 
and and now you've got these guys uh, and and cartoons are are back to the same wacky stuff that they were in the 60s. They're taking the same drugs. And I was going to say this. This cartoon's my second favorite cartoon, only to some other cartoon that only I have seen. And uh, maybe you and a handful of others. Uh Ah, that's the favorite. Yes, that is my it's favorite. It's an animation. It is an, an animated, animated piece. It by, is by chance. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. We we got to think of a way to to get more people to see that. But uh, you know, uh, I would say that we're waiting a couple of months here until uh, until we release that on the world. Yes. Yes. Also, uh, Mick and I will be on the TJ Bowser Power Hour here in the near, fu- near future to have a special effects roundtable discussion with fellow Nightmare on Elm Street effects artist Nick Benson and mystery guest to be revealed at a later date uh, that will be coming up. <laughs> yes, that should be yes. fun. Also, guys, uh, we did go live with the first episode of the Wake and Bake podcast. Uh, you can find that over on Facebook. That is me and Big Johnny D talking everything from marijuana strains to Ghostbusters cosplay to video games and more. <laughs> hey, someone's got to talk about it. But Mick. Hey, hey, yes. That one time with the runaway train. What was it like to work mm. with John Voight? John Voight? Voight? Well, Voight? Yeah. <laughs> John Voight was fun. John John Voight was a professional. Um, Eric Roberts was a. Uh, kind of a dick but um <laughs> as a matter as a matter of fact nobody wanted to uh to wake him up in the morning uh-huh. because he was one of those guys that came up you know uh just thrashing and just like like literally you to wake him up you had to go in his room mm-hmm. you had to get a key this is back in the days of keys actual back key in get day. an actual key Turn it in the lock, go into his room, and he slept nude. And a lot of times, you know, Ooh. there was a there was a ball sack uh, penalty on the play, Ooh. and um, and you had to wake him up, and he came up angry, and uh, you know, you know, with fists flying and stuff like, uh, oh, it was it was completely creepy. The guy was a uh, he was a real dick. <laughs> he was, but. But that that was a very strange, uh, strange show to work on. I never on. got to watch that film. Actually, what's uh, is it pretty good? Well, yeah, it's all about cold. It's all about being cold, uh, uh, especially filming on it. There was <laughs> one of one of my favorite lies uh, in the business uh, has always been uh, that it'll be done in ten minutes. Ah, and, yes, um, yes. That's that's the that's the classic. Uh, the, you know. If if you said it, it was going to be done in twenty minutes, the chances are people are going to uh, uh, say that you'll be done in twenty minutes, and you will be done in twenty minutes. If you say it's going to be an hour, the chances are it's going to be an hour. But if you say it's going to be done in ten minutes, that totally means you have no freaking idea what time it's going to be done. Not, not not even a clue. So you, you throw out ten minutes, assuming that you know. Hopefully, in ten minutes, you'll find somewhere else to be when they come back and need to ask you that question again. Mm. Now, I want to tell you a story about uh, being on runaway train. Um, We had a, uh, we had an experience. What we would do is we would get into onto this, this uh, uh, train 
literally the the hero trains for runaway train there were four engines that were dressed to look like snow and um and they looked like decrepit and 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 like they had been through an accident and it's all part of the story but there was um there was a uh a train that they pulled that was our support cars and we would go up into the deepest darkest coldest part of uh alaska and we would be filming these these sequences like it, it was supposed to look bleak and and we literally were there in in the worst part of um of winter in alaska out you know uh like 60 to 150 miles above uh anchorage and in the support train, we what we did is we basically went out for four days to five days at a time. But beans as it was all snow out there, there were a lot of times when what you would do is we would get trapped because there would be an avalanche. Ah. And, and it would take like two or three days to uh, to dig us back out, you know. And so we'd be on the other side of the track. And uh, so we were always carrying like large amounts of lobster because lobster was incredibly cheap. Yeah. Buy, buy that stuff. Right. Use code there. power hour. <laughs> yeah. So you need, you need to send me some of that so that I can be drinking it on my side instead of this, which will not be mentioned. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway so, so we, um, we're jamming uh, up there. We've got all this backing. And uh, so we would get an avalanche and we would buy lobsters cheap and we'd freeze them. Uh-huh. And we had we had an old dining car and we would literally took the dining car and turned it into a dining car. <laughs> and we used it. And so so that was our support train. And we the engines would leave our support train of about eight cars behind. And, and then we would go out and we would film them. And then we'd come back to our support train. It was like really kind of the coolest thing in the world, you know, to eat in the dining car and all the rest of that. But one time when we were filming, we, uh, we managed to break the window on the lead car because the <laughs> stuntman cracked into the window. And... And it had to be fixed. And so so we literally had to run a guy. And here's the thing is our agreement on the engines that we had painted the engines and we built like all kinds of stuff over them. And we 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 had carte blanche on these engines, but we couldn't replace the windows because that was a union agreement. (laughs) So we so we sent back down the track. We literally sent the helicopter back. To pick up this guy, this this uh, old union guy, to come in and 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 they flew him and the new window in, and set it down, you know, beside the uh, beside the, the train, and uh, and he gets uh, this old guy gets up there and he starts working on the window, and <laughs> the first AD is standing next to me. And he's going, dude, dude, what, what is the what is the holdup with this guy? And I go, well, you know, he's not used to working to our schedules. You know that, right? He's a union, old union guy. And, and, and so he said, okay, he says, get up on the ladder. So I had to climb up because that's the bullet nose one, right? Mm-hmm. I had to climb up 
Cly- no, it wasn't the bullet nose one. It was the other one, the, the uh, GP40 that has the angled nose out like this. And and get up there and find out what the fucking problem is and get it taken care of. So I get up the ladder and, and I, uh, I, I'm, I'm with this guy and, and, and he says, uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to push him along and push him along. And, it, and I finally go down the ladder and I go back up to the first AD and I says, and I said, you know what? The guy won't talk to me. The guy, goes, what do you mean he won't talk? He won't, he won't talk to me. He says, I'm not, I'm not his boss. His boss is like the is the guy that's all the way down in the shop. That's uh, uh, you know only one flight of like eighty miles back into uh, uh, Anchorage, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, and the AD is look, dude. I'm telling you, I want to be ready to go, and I want to be ready to film in in, in half an hour. And uh, and I so I get back up and I get in the ladder and get up and I crawl up to the top of the ladder and I start to talk to the, and I'm talking to this guy. I'm trying to get him to, and finally this guy turns to me and he goes, it's going to take as long as it's going to take. And it's going to cost as much as it's going to cost. Now fuck off and leave me alone. (laughs) And he turns around and goes, and he goes back to his glass. And, uh, and so I, uh, go back down the ladder and kind of like walk over the first AD (laughs) and, and the, uh, first AD, uh, yells at me. So what'd he say? And I said, he said, it'd be done in 10 minutes. (laughs) Get it. It'll 10 be minutes in 10 minutes. Okay. He, he had no idea when it was going to be done. And it literally took two more hours. And <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> but, you know, everything up there was kind of a nightmare. I remember the first time that I stepped off of the train uh, at, at, when we went out, the first time that we went out into the wilderness and we had the sport train, the support train. And um, I, I'm sitting uh, in, in the train and it finally comes to a stop. And I look out the side of the train and out the side of the train, it's just right up to the door. It's just this beautiful white and it just extends away forever. And I, I thought, wow, that is so convenient. You know, I can just walk right on out there. And I just took a step off of the out of the uh, out of the car and just sunk. All, all of a sudden, I, I was just looking at snow and I <laughs> looked up and there's this little hole up above me. Uh, just because I was smaller at the time, there's a little hole up above me that was exactly the same size <laughs> as me. And I'm looking and there's the, there's the door up there that I just walked through. So, uh, from then on, uh, I began to realize that this is going to be a lot harder than I originally thought. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy working up there. What one time I was, uh, we were putting up an avalanche gate. I mean, one part of the, uh, of the story is that the train comes rushing up and it, and it breaks through an avalanche gate, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to indicate to you that, you know, that it's going somewhere where it isn't supposed to. And it goes across this trestle and the trestle is rigged and there's all kinds of like boards falling because it's going the super, you know, like 80 miles an hour. 
And um, we were setting up the, we were setting up for the rigging and stuff. So we had to, uh, we had to put the gate up, which was, uh, which was uh, 40 feet high on the side of a cliff. And, and the opening of the, of the tunnel was 40 feet high. And right here is a little platform. And then the, and then the trestle starts out like this and the rest of it goes down another uh, five, 600 feet to a Creek down below. So we were literally working on that little tiny ledge, putting up this avalanche gate. And so we had brought along a couple of riggers that um, were, uh, uh, they were amazing. They, they, they were gaffer, gaffer riggers and, and, what they had done is they had got, they had climbed, they were mountain climbers and they had climbed up above it mm. and, and they climbed up above it and set us down uh, safety lines. Mm. Uh, and we were in full harness and we climbed, climbed up our ladders, you know, 40 foot high ladders. And, um, and it was in this place called bear Creek. Uh, and the wind would just howl down and it would just start like that. And, and, you know, it's, it was about, you know, 30 below zero or something like that. And there's just snows packed everywhere. And, and I'm up a ladder like this. And all of a sudden uh, this gust of wind comes along and it, <laughs> as I'm trying to screw this thing in, I'm trying to screw the gate in uh, or the first, the top half of it. And this wind comes down and knocks me off of the ladder and the ladder just disappears. I mean, the ladder just like literally I'm spinning on my rope. You know, I'm like caught in the rope with the harness and stuff. And I'm being flown by my safety man like a kite. Uh, and every time I could spin, I could see that the ladder was getting was getting smaller and smaller and smaller if it, as it disappeared down this valley. Right. Uh -huh. and I'm like, oh, shit. And so finally, the, the wind just keeps coming, keeps coming. And I'm like sideways and. And, and and just like I was half the time, half the time when I could control myself, it looked like I was skydiving. <laughs> but uh, so eventually they pulled me back down and we get the avalanche gate up and um, and we take all these huge beams and we wire them up underneath the trestle. So that when they, so when the train comes across, we took the wires and we put them over the top of the, over the top of the tracks so that we didn't have to rig. We didn't have to trip anything. It's just that it would break all the wires and, and everything would drop into the, all these uh, boards would drop into the valley. And, uh, and we were just using this little tiny fine wire and the train comes down and it breaks through the avalanche gate and it goes right right down across the trellis and nothing falls. Well, it's like, well, what the hell is that? And we get up there and what the train had done is it had literally mashed this wire to like micromillimeters thin and flat <laughs> so that the wire was like about that wide now, right? Mm -hmm. But it was still holding together. It was holding up all these beams and everything. <laughs> so... Uh, so eventually what we had to do was a bunch of us laid right next, right on the trellis on the other side 
as the train is coming by so that you so the cameras wouldn't see us. And then we were cutting the wires as the train went by, <laughs> which is really weird because it it meant that we were uh, like just there wasn't that much room on the for us to stay out of the way. So if you can imagine, we're right down here <laughs> at watching as the as we can just see the right that far away is the track itself as the train goes by on it and we're clipping the wires. <laughs> it was terrifying, but we had a lot of terrifying things to do on that show. So there you go. We have a title for so, the episode now. Uh, John Voight's ball sack, runaway train and mountain climbing riggers. Exactly. <laughs> Eric Roberts's ball sack. <laughs> you know what? Get, Look, if you're going to play this game, you got to know whose ball sack you're playing with. You know what the most searched episode of Rabbit Hole is? No, I haven't. It's not no a idea. giant penis, but it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> Scientific research says. <laughs> you people are just sick. Fucking you're you're gross. just sick. I don't know what's wrong with you, but. I want a little too. <laughs> so uh, another little short film you did. Not really short, though. Uh, direct a video, though. Uh, not so well known. Director Andrew Stevens, Crash Dive. Oh, my God. Andrew Stevens. God, what a dick. Is that how I start out all of these? I, you know what? This is uh, this is a day where I'm, I'm starting out uh, all of these was, oh, God, that guy. Well, what a dick. Right. <laughs> is there anybody so, of notoriety on this film? Um, you know, what's kind of interesting is if you look, there's a comedian that's on this film that's uh, actually uh, I can't think of his name, but uh, he thought he was going to be an actor. And eventually he turned around, he, he turned his life around and became a comedian instead. Uh, I cannot remember his name. But uh, if you keep if you look at the uh, credits, uh, I'm sure that he's in there. Mm -hmm. But uh, th basically what we did is we built a uh, we built a submarine, uh, the interior of a submarine. Uh, and the uh, at one point <laughs> at the very beginning, the director uh was fired and Andrew Stevens took over as director and he was the producer, which uh, meant that we had basically built the set for the other director. And, and it was a huge steel framework that was two, like one and a half complete, or let's say two and a half complete floors of a submarine mm -hmm. uh, interior. And uh, it was kind of, it was an interesting looking show. It really came out uh, looking great. Um, but, um, s s I had, uh, argued with this, uh, director from the very, I, I had argued with the director from the very beginning and the producer, and then the producer and the director became one so that all my arguments came with him. Right. Ah. And, and he just hated, he just hated me. And, and he hated the fact that I was outrageously over budget, which I was, you know, I mean, how do you build a submarine? Right. Uh, Exactly. You build it over budget. That's how you do it. So uh, 
But he and I would argue on the set every day. And I remember um, I I fell off the set at one point and uh, it, it was it was not very humorous. Uh, I was uh, like seven, the floor was 17 feet high and, and we were doing collusion. We we're just just, you know, uh, what we were doing is making it so that we could film up through the uh, the, the center grid that everybody is running down. Yeah, is. It makes makes it so that you can look down and see somebody running on the same center grid below you, right? Yes. So that it has that submarine dynamic. Well, anyway, I wound up falling off the set because I reached for something when I I, I, I tripped and I reached for something and it just happened to be screwed on into the foam. <laughs> and then I went down and um, I broke a couple of ribs, but. I didn't know that, but I happened to look up and I had I, I I had this guy working for me, William Jackson. And I knew that I was in trouble because I had fallen on my back uh, all 17 feet and uh, I'd landed on something. And that's the thing that broke my ribs. And when I looked up, William Jackson was white. And the thing is, is William Jackson wasn't white. William Jackson was black. Now, William Jackson looking down at me and being white was a problem. Because I I knew that uh, that if I didn't stand up I was gonna uh, uh, I was gonna die. That's I because you know that's kind of kind of the golden rule for people who work out there, right? Is if you stand up, you're good. So I immediately stood up uh, and 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 started to like shake it off, and everybody was looking at me like, <gasps> and I'm I'm like, oh no no, I'm okay okay, <laughs> and I walked off of the stage. Just as just as one of my pals was walking across the stage next door to us, as he's walking across that stage, I walked out that door as I'm waving to everybody out there, shut the door and fell and f- passed out and fell right on my face. <laughs> so um, it was it was not a good thing. But now they wrap me up for the two broken ribs and uh and, you know, hilarity ensued because I couldn't get off of the show. I mean, literally, I, I took 24 hours off and and they just about drove me crazy. So I decided I was going to have to go back and be on the show. And I got these like just killer Percocet, you know, Percocet's like the the, the size of a meatloaf. Ooh. And um <laughs> And the size of a meatloaf, right? And I'd take several of them. So I was several meatloafs. Yeah. Didn't eat much through that period, I have to say, because I was, you know, because I'd have to take my Percocet, you know, and slice it up and uh, eat it. So anyway, I, I'm eating these Percocets and, and then I get to this incredibly stressful set to be arguing with the director. And the thing is, is, when you have that many Percocet in you and you're in just withering pain, because man, ribs are ribs suck, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm standing there, and one day we're in this argument, <laughs> and we're just like back and forth, and da 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 da. And and it became this. It became like uh uh like I would like and then it would be his turn, right? Mm-hmm. And my mind in the Percocet, my mind. I started to uh, I started to uh, like uh, run tunes in my mind while he was uh, yelling back at me. Right. I wasn't listening anymore. And and so then it would be my turn. Then I would yell at him. And then somewhere along the line, 
<laughs> All of a sudden, he stops and he goes, while he's in his argument, he stops and he goes, are you humming at me? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck are you doing? Are you humming at me? I can't believe you're humming at me. And I'm not getting it. I was standing there and I went, wow, that's weird. I actually am humming at you. I <laughs> I was as surprised as he was. <laughs> yeah, that the rest of that show was it was just absolute lunacy. I mean, you know, that that just nothing. Um and then uh it's uh th- then they they uh started to fire people and then hire them back day by day, and uh and my people started to try and sabotage them people that were filming and uh oh yeah it got it, it got really strange you know sometimes things just get strange yes yes they do what can i what can i say and and you know what if you're going to be strange i'm the place you got to go true any other questions for you my friend what's your favorite single location horror film since we are in quarantine this is a good time to ring up we are in quarantine yeah we are in quarantine boy i I gotta tell you something there's a there's a uh foreign film called uh frankenstein's uh it's a world war ii film uh about a guy that makes frankenstein monsters Mm as soldiers it's called uh frankenstein's war i think okay something like that it's you know what it is basically what was the film the the uh war film about the guys that are injecting a couple of years ago overlord we had overlord right it's basically Frankenstein's army. That's the name of it. And, and it's the one that overlord was copied off of. Okay. Only it's only it's a hundred percent weirder. I and have, just the one of this. Have you ever seen it? I haven't. I've seen the, poster. well, then you haven't seen anything. I've watched uh overlord though. Overlord was amazing. Wasn't it, it was, it was so good. Uh, overlord was great guy. That, you know, it's funny. If you look back on 2018 uh, and 2018 had like the best films of 2018 didn't get anywhere near mm-hmm. as good as almost any film from 2019. <laughs> but that one stood out to me. Uh, for me, Day of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead was the comedy one, right? No, that's the Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. That one was hilarious. Yes. That to me, that was just somebody uh, told me the other day, what's better, Return of the Living Dead or Day of the Dead? Those are two different films. Those are like comparing. Day, day, yeah, yeah. Day of the Dead's the one of the mall, right? Uh, that's Dawn. Day is no, the that's bunker. Dawn the, I can't keep track of all of them. There's so many dead films out there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, come on, right? They're all filmed down the road. They're all down there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's your territory there. Yeah. Yeah. That's your backyard. <laughs> it's cool. So, um, yeah. You had another question for me? Oh, yeah. Or, or you, 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 I, I mean, come on, man. 
You can do better than this. I mean, I can go pretty deep in ye old rabbit hole of said career. You know, we only talked about the Hercules one time. Uh, you did several. One, two, three, four, five, at least. Five Hercules yeah, films. Uh, Hercules in the Underworld. Hercules in the Maze of the Minotaur. Yes. Yes, I did. Were these all filmed uh, back to back? Yeah, they were all done back to back. Yeah, it was. It took a year and a half to go through all those films. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, the 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 weird thing about filming down there was that uh, they only shoot. They would only shoot a ten hour film. That's it. And and after ten ten hours, I, I, I really after you know working between fourteen and sixteen hours a day for uh, all of my career, I had no idea what to do after ten hours. <laughs> um, li- literally, I was like, "Wow, you know, it's it, it's it, and and this is before people could go home and actually work." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, th- there wasn't really an infrastructure for that. Uh, so um, I became a gardener. You know, I I literally I, I had. I lived in a, a Victorian house that looked out over the uh, looked out over uh, Eric, Eric Roberts's ball sack. Damn it. Uh, that looked out over uh, the Auckland Harbor and it had a concrete backyard. And I just went back and put a bunch of boxes, you know, big had my carpenters make boxes for me. And I grew and I grew everything you could possibly imagine. So you, you you know how weird it is that that I and basically in general and things would grow down there. That's mm-hmm. better. Things would grow down there, but um, but uh, in general, I I can't raise a thing. You yeah. know, I'm I'm absolutely amazed that you know I could keep track of my kids when it was my job to keep track of the children. You can make you know, I, a uh, fake. Uh, what the fuck? My mind just went blank. You can make a fake uh, dump. Uh, fuck. Dump. You can make a, a fake dump for Nightmare on Elm Street. A, a fake dump? A fake dump. Yeah. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, uh, auto wreck. Uh, <laughs> junkyard. Junkyard. There we go. Junkyard. 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 You mean junkyard. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. But, but you uh, lack in skills is- of botany. Yes. <laughs> More a phlebotanist than just a botanist. You see what I'm saying here? You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, because, uh, you, you know, it's uh, things that spurt fluids and blood and stuff like that. Oh, I got that. Oh, completely yes. controlled. So all the I mean, Hercules you know, films, uh, uh, you got to work with Peter Jackson's crew? Uh, yeah, I worked with Weta all the time. I mean, I... I uh, my my son actually made a a a, a worm uh, down at P- he went down to stay at Peter Jackson he stayed at Peter Jackson's house for a week uh, had a great time you know uh, went into Weta at the time at the time Weta was still uh, just barely uh, branching out into optical effects and mm-hmm. they were still doing uh, makeup effects ah. and uh, they were doing some of the makeup effects and and and. Uh, some of the makeup effects were uh, being done by K and B, uh, and I, I had spent a lot of time going between Wellington and Auckland, uh, trying to uh, work out the problems that we were having with uh, with uh, motion 
um, tying uh, things that were uh, CGI created and tying that, those animated things in with the uh, with the makeup effects because uh, all, all the animators kind of came from animation and animation has this tendency to cut and stretch and uh, the cut and stretch didn't work that this is the thing that that I had insight in is that the cut and stretch was the thing that was destroying being able to cut in and out of these sequences because Weta was new at it and they were they were stretching things and as soon as they stretch something then you can't cut to a rubber model because the rubber model doesn't stretch at all <laughs> so it, it made the rubber it, it made the uh, uh k and b guys and the uh rubber mask guys look like idiots yeah you know when the actual idiot yeah, you, you know, you, you know my feeling about optical effects people in general. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes, that is stuck up assholes. And uh, I called somebody else an asshole today. Hey, I, I'm on a string. Mm-hmm. It, it, and you know what? I would say that it was me, but it's just because we're talking about a bunch of different assholes. Yes, today. that the subject matter calls for it. Yes. See, when it's it's the subject matter itself. Yeah, yeah, they they you know, it was hard to tell them, well, can't we just stretch it a little bit here and so the, the, well, how about how about you actually do your job the way you're supposed to and and then we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. So, you're talking about effects. Speaking I of do, effects, often. let's talk about next week's guest. Ah, uh, next week's guest, Mark. Mark, uh, yes, we're we're gonna have Mark Shostrom on, and Mark oh. has worked on a huge amount of stuff, such you know? as. Oh, I gotta bring his thing up here. My fingers are all fucked up. <laughs> I can't. You know, I, I I've been trying to remember specifically. Uh, what he, which, which gags he was responsible for on Nightmare on Elm Street three, I haven't been able to uh, pinpoint it in my head. But then you know it's a very old head, yeah. And uh, I, I think I think that my smile has been driving it out. <laughs> you know, it, it's the brain that's attached to this. Yes, it, and that's been causing me some trouble. Uh, is there any way to fix that? Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> so Mark did Nightmare so, on Elm Street 3. Uh, he also right. did... Did he work for KMB? You know what? Here's here's the thing that you'll notice about makeup effects guys is all of them have worked with all of them. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, he also you, did you Devil's know, Advocate, Dick Tracy, Evil Dead 2, uh, Return of the Living Dead, Necropolis, Puppet Master versus the Demonic Toys, Star Trek Voyager, 67 episodes. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 This is the guy that we want to talk to. Yes. We will talk to next week on Rabbit Hole. On Rabbit Hole. Uh, will that be a Sunday episode, Mick? Um. Yes, that will be a Sunday episode. Okay. That'll be a 3 yes. p.m. Eastern Standard Time Sunday rabbit hole featuring Mark Sostrom. Uh, It'll be live. 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 That's how we do Woo-hoo! things. Now. Yes. Woohoo. 
Yeah, that should be good. Also, thank and you then, guys for uh, listening and watching the Rachel Talley interview. Uh, oh, yes. how did how did did we get good numbers from that? It's performing very well, and all of our numbers across the board are steadily rising and maintain it, maintaining that rise throughout the month. So you know what? As you get older, here's what you notice: you can get the rise, but maintaining the rise is a little bit <laughs> troublesome. So. Finding out that we're maintaining a rise and I'm 63 years old is pretty good <laughs> news. I gotta tell you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's it's sad that you really have to laugh about that one, yes. you know. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so also, uh, up all night will be coming out soon. I guess they're going to be having a release that- date soon. That's that's what I've heard. That's what you heard? Okay. Uh, that film, it, uh, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, and we're working on uh, uh, we're working on behind the screams the series. The series. Oh, coming to you man. soon. Yes. How much do you love our first one? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Only we have seen this. You haven't seen it yet. Yes. <laughs> we will be launching the crowdfunding campaign as soon as the world comes back to normal and then you guys can expect season one around 2021 there you go yeah i think uh, 2021 i think we'll be ready to rock you guys are really going to enjoy that though really it's it's going to be a treat because this uh, because we we we, we're nailing it (laughs) mick uh you remember the loop yeah (laughs) 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 <laughs> remember the loop <laughs> remember the loop <laughs> by the way i have to hand it to uh to uh thomas uh kurt, kurt thomas yes. kurt kurt really pulled that one out i mean he did it so smooth yes it's and it perfect. is so perfect <laughs> you don't even know you're doing it until you're halfway through it <laughs> I showed my my little brother. Uh, he came over and I and I like watched his eyes around the second time during the loop sequence, and he like yeah. kind of looked off to the corner. And yeah, then like the like, third time around, he started laughing. He's like, "I get it." He's like, "I get it now." <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Tal Rachel Talley cracked up. Rachel Talley, uh when she was watching it, uh-huh. the very first time she was watching it, she literally interrupted what I was doing and called me and said, "That's." This is hilarious. I'm in the middle of the loop right now. This is hilarious. Uh, peanuts, bitch. There you go, uh, there you go baby. <laughs> well, guys, that's an episode of Rabbit Hole. Yes. See you guys. Yep. Goodbye.